Mom, just wait. No time to wait. Very busy. Across the multiverse, I've seen thousands of Evelyns. If you can imagine it, somewhere out there, it exists. The universe is bigger than you realize. There's no going back. Of all the places I could be, I just want to be here with you. Alright, I'm Jay and I'm here tonight with Joselito. How you doing, man? Hey Jason, thanks for inviting me over. No problem at all, man. Glad to have you. So this time we're gonna talk about a movie. I remember seeing the trailer and I was just thinking like this is gonna be different. It's been a long time since this type of movie has been around. It's funny how the nature of movies kind of changes like seasons where you have these introspective movies that are very personal, but nowadays that kind of storytelling, those kind of stories that are being told are usually in the format of TV shows, like the long storytelling formats, you know. And then all the stuff that goes to the theater is either these big popcorn movies with explosions, no real storylines, it's just kind of action and stuff like that. And then the independents or the smaller films or the films with heart and story goes to streaming. And so when I saw this trailer, I was excited to see it. Movies are like almost like somebody like into wine, you know, they have certain kind of taste and it's kind of hard to find folks that are like minded when you have a taste for certain kind of movies and just being open for the fact that you just want to see something new. You want new perspectives, you want insight, you want to learn about other people and everybody isn't really necessarily built like that. Now I know it's a lot of people who go to the movies, but not a lot of them are going for other reasons other than to be just you know, entertained and get stories without having to work towards them, you know, not having to overthink them, not having to philosophize about them, to discuss them. And so when we get these kind of movies in a the theater, it's a treat to have them and then to have like-minded folks who also appreciate those kind of movies that you could, you know, have a conversation and dissect and throw around thoughts. And so the movie that we're going to discuss is uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once. And it's directed by this directing duo. There's two guys. They both named Daniels, so they call them the Daniels. They directed a, a, quite a few movies, but a movie that they did, The Swiss Army Man with Daniel Ratcliffe. Yeah, I need to see that. I haven't seen that yet. And they've done uh, music videos and stuff like that, but they do kind of quirky takes on things, very stylized. And they do the kind of movies like... And you don't see them that often anymore, but those kind of movies, like if you saw them in the middle of the day and you came out of theater, you would feel like you were in a different world. And it takes you a minute to get acclimated back to, to reality because it's just so stylized and, and the world is so, so full that you get lost in that world. So they're very strong directors. And as far as like having their vision and being able to execute that vision on, on a movie. And so the synopsis for the movie is, and this doesn't do the movie justice, but this is what they have on there. It says an aging Chinese immigrant is swept into an insane adventure where she alone can save the world by exploring other universes, connecting with lives she could have led. And even though that kind of sums it up, it doesn't sum it up at all. I know you was very taken by this, this movie. So what was your thoughts about it? And what made you even think to, want to see this movie when you saw the trailer yeah well one of the things that really pulled 
me immediately when I saw this movie, aside from obviously Michelle Yeoh, which I've always been a big fan of Michelle Yeoh and her movies, is that I just, I mean, from the trailers, um, I mean, you can't really see in terms of the depth of what the movie is going to be about. But I was getting the sense that this was going to be a unique movie in the sense of not only is it going to be something that has like probably a unique adventure is what I was thinking, but it was showing um, Asian characters, which I thought was a possibility, obviously, before I saw the movie, in a light that was going to be different from the the usual caricatures that you know we've seen on other movies where pretty one you know barely two-dimensional characters i mean you know there's movies with good asian characters but this was the first movie at least here like an americanized type of movie where i thought you're gonna see asian characters in a different light other than like kung fu or like you know or um, crazy rich Asians where they're just very wealthy so they're not even connected with reality type of thing so that's the main thing I was like really intrigued um, about when I saw the trailer for this movie yeah I knew nothing about the directors and I I was just intrigued strictly by the trailer I saw I, I really wanted to see it yeah sometimes you see these great trailers and then you go check out the movie and it doesn't live up to it you know, sometimes the, the trailers can be deceiving in good ways, and sometimes they can be deceiving in bad ways. And I thought this was a, a treat. I think it was a situation where they gave just enough to kind of make you curious and go check it out. And then possibly, they couldn't possibly have given you everything anyway, since this movie has so much going on. And the way it was weaved together with different styles, different story arcs, different concepts going on. This movie deals with like the multiverse. And when you start messing with stuff like that, that could be so convoluted and messy and so for it to touch on that and then touch on relationships and touch on culture and touch on i feel like you know the base of this was kind of like relationship between a, a mother and a daughter and paths not chosen in life it was just so much stuff with action with comedy with almost a touch of horror a little sci-fi maybe um it was a lot that was a big mountain to decide to climb especially in this day and age where where folks don't even really give time to things like this. You know, this is a choice to to want to sit and watch a movie like this. This is the deliberate choice. You wouldn't just be like, let me kill off afternoon and spend 12 bucks and see something's going to make you work because yeah. you're going to work. You're going to be entertained, but you're going to kind of earn it. And it's worth it because you'll get so much out of it. It's, it's not one of those kind of movies you can sit there passively, but it pays off well and you feel like it was worth the journey, you know? Yeah, it definitely, um, it definitely felt like when I watched the movie, you know, I ended up watching it three times. Wow. But when I first watched the movie, and even on the third viewing, I really felt like I was like, I can't speak for, it sounds like you also went through this too when you saw it, but I can't speak for the, any, everyone else. But I really felt like I was pulled into this story. Like, and I felt, I literally felt like, a little bit exhausted by the end near the end of the movie because I really felt like the movie for me did a good job you know whereas other movies there's other good action movies but this is one of the few ones where I felt like I was really like pulled in as a viewer and I felt like I was living it through the eyes of the actual characters and mm -hmm. like I was kind of feeling 
what they were feeling and I'm not sure if that's maybe if the directors had intended that to happen then that was a success I like in the, this film similar they're totally different stories but in the same way if you've ever seen uh, Being John Malkovich oh yeah mm-hmm. I I thought of that movie like in the way that not that because that movie to me was kind of groundbreaking in a, in a lot of ways it's just so unorthodox Mm-hmm. This one's not necessarily unorthodox because it it's still like the multiverse. It's not the first movie to deal with that, but it's kind of like being John Malkovich in the sense that it's pulling you in in a different way than the in the typical like action mm-hmm. drama movie would. Like, you know, in that it makes you whether or not you sympathize or like don't like the characters, mm-hmm. I think it'll make you have some emotional reaction either way after seeing this movie. Yeah, I agree with that too. And like I said, I miss movies like this. Uh, it reminded me of that too. It reminded me of um, Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Yes. Like those type of movies where, like I said, one thing I do appreciate and it's very brave and you don't have a lot of directors that do this. Maybe Tenet in a way was like this too, where the director trusts that you'll catch up. Like they're yeah. not spoon feeding you, they're not walking you through, they're not holding your hands. You're gonna figure it out as the as the character figure it out. You may be a little bit ahead, maybe, but if not, you're gonna be a couple steps behind, and it's all right. And you don't feel lost. It's enough to make you feel, I want to go on this journey without letting you give you everything all at once. Yeah, you know, Jason, that's a good point, and I think that is the reason why I was pulled into it because they didn't. You literally felt like. The character where they were like uh, Michelle Yeoh's character, where you're literally learning as she was learning. Meaning, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like there's any cheats in the movie where, you know, they would just they would put like a a cheap filler of exposition. They you're kind of learning as the character was learning, mm-hmm. while at the same time she was dealing with like the regular dramas of being a mother to you know uh, a daughter and a and a husband in a dysfunctional family. Yeah, so. and the way the movie was also, I didn't even know that was going to be the prime situation. You know what I mean? I didn't know that was going to be the through line because a lot of times you have like the kids not getting along with the parents or it's this awkward meeting and all this kind of stuff. That's just a side thing. You know, that just happens in any movie that deals with family, you know, but you didn't know how, how, yeah, how big of a through line that would really be it, like something. So I took it kind of light. I seen it happening like, okay, her daughter's a little bit different. And, you know, their relationship is kind of like they're probably just going through something like we don't really know exactly. We don't know if this they had an issue for a long time or just that day when it happened, when she was bringing her friend over with her. So you didn't know. It's like one of those kind of busy days you got. They work at a laundromat. They throw in a celebration with the laundromat. Their dad's in town. You got the husband. It's tax time. Just, just all this crazy stuff, right? And then all of a sudden, the world is collapsing around them. They think that day is crazy. They just don't know the other steam train that's even bigger than all those things. Like all those things she was going through that day held in, con- in comparison to what was really at stake and what was really coming down the line. And she didn't even know nothing about that. And so it was almost kind of like, you know, I see a lot of movies, I like a lot of movies, and my mind is always kind of moving, right? And so initially, it was rough for me only because I was so trying to know everything. I was so trying to see what looked familiar so I could make some sense of it, you know? If you know movies and you know stories and stuff, 
and you're into this kind of stuff, it's almost hard to calm yourself to be like, go for the ride. You kind of want to fight the current because that's how you feel comfortable. You feel stable and kind of knowing and figuring stuff out. And that's a fight. But also when you have something like this, that's a little bit different. While you're fighting, you're wasting time. They're trying to give you something slowly and you're trying to grab at it fast. And with that, you cannot focus on your current moment because you're so busy yes. trying to jump the ship. You're trying to jump ahead. And I had to catch myself and be like, you know what? I don't need to know everything. I'm liking the characters. It's interesting enough. Let me sit back and see where they're going to take me. Let me not force myself. Let me sit back, take it in and enjoy it because there's probably things coming my way that's going to give me information to go forward. And I had to decide to trust in the director and what they were doing so I can enjoy it. Because otherwise, it's constantly me trying to figure out, me trying to connect dots that I may not need to connect, me trying to overguess. And certain movies you could do that with, and it's kind of like, yeah, I figured out that's who did it, that's what's going to happen, da 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 da. And other times, it's just like, how often do you sit in a movie that you don't know what's going on? that the world looks interesting, that the, the story and the direction looks competent. And I could just sit back and I don't have to drive today. And this was like that kind of movie. And I had to catch myself and I caught myself early on. And I'm like, okay, let me just quit fighting the currents. Let me just go with the current and go on this journey with the characters and be happy that I am experiencing something that I'm enjoying the ride that I'm going on. I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening and just take that ride. Yeah, it's, it's funny how you bring that up about the whole thing about um, watching a movie and just being able to sit down and just letting the current take you and not being so worried about trying to have all the answers so you can have the bigger picture right away rather than just like enjoying the ride as you're going along. Because in a way that that's in the movie itself, the, the, the daughter is like that too, where her ultimate goal is she wants like she wants an answer to you know to what she believes is um the meaning meaninglessness of life and the universe and, and time and everything else and existence and on the mother's end what the mother discovers or through that journey is that just enjoy the ride there's not always going to be an answer for everything and just enjoy the ride and, and whatever you can get out of the ride, enjoy it. I mean, that's what I was seeing to the thing, which is what you're saying that it's, it's hard to, and I'm the same way where like when I watch a lot of movies, I want to be able to like early on. Okay. So this is the main character. What are their motivations and what are the side characters and what did they want? But in this one, I was surprised that I was able to sit down and like, letting go in a sense you're in the car like you said you're, you're you don't have to worry about driving anymore you're literally the passenger and you can literally sit there and actually look around as the car is driving and actually enjoy where you're going you're not thinking about where's the destination you're actually what is that term you're stopping to smell the roses type of thing right right so. yeah yeah so when i decided to do that it really gave me that fullness that I was wanting anyway. And it's just kind of like, and it didn't let me down. Yeah, like I said, it was just so much going on. So um, how you want to go about this? You just want to talk about parts you like? Do you want to kind of go in order or what, what you feeling? Um, I mean, it's however you want to do this. I mean, I'm open for either way because th this movie is so dense. That's yes. the thing. That's why it's like, it's hard to, to like, I mean, we could start with like, 
what the characters wanted or we can start with it's so dense i mean we can literally the way this movie is, is set up any we can like go into one route right one road and literally it would just take up so much time because there's so many aspects of this movie where it this movie doesn't necessarily go deeply into so many things mm-hmm. but it it goes deeply enough in so many different things that it's like it's just so much stuff mm-hmm. yeah it truly was and they and it was without being too mucky because they had a situation where okay with the multiverse thing uh even with the thing where her husband and it was a trip how that even went down um her husband wayman hyping out is it is it key heel kwan what's the correct pronunciation it's the key yeah, from not, the goonies in indiana yeah, might, jones yeah 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 i think you're close i don't want to butcher him. yeah, yeah key hu kwan yeah i yeah. think so that's the way it looks like yeah. visually when i see his name yeah but it was good to see him and his personality and stuff he kind of reminded me of jackie chan in a way that lightness that kind of fun kind of like unassuming and then when he started busting out doing these this martial arts stuff but i I really liked his character but it tripped me out when all of a sudden the character just kind of switched and you find out he's not her husband and somebody else from a different multiverse and the way we first saw something was going on you could see him in the surveillance camera and the wife was standing in front of it, but wasn't paying attention. And he was doing all this almost parkour stuff, yeah, jumping that's... over stuff to get this stuff. And I was just kind of like, you know, did I see that? Is that, is that right? But that makes me think of something too. In the very beginning of the movie, which I thought was very powerful. And I love when directors do stuff like this, but they kind of, you know, showing the laundry mat and showing the house and kind of just giving them, give them the layout of, of the environment and stuff. And you see like this, this mirror that's on this table. Yes. And then it kind of pans and pans and then just kind of goes towards the mirror and you go through the mirror into Michelle Yeoh's character, Evelyn sitting there. And I'm like through the looking glass, you know, just all the stuff to break the walls to let you know that you're, you're dealing with something different. They let you know that with the slick directing, you know, so I haven't seen stuff like that in a while, but when I do see it, it's just nice to recognize that that cue and it just made me excited that one they thought to do that and it was good to see it and i knew that meant that you know at this point this is where the ride really begins yeah and even but, though it's still unassuming and still like dealing with taxes and stuff yeah i knew it was more because i went through that through that mirror but then the interesting thing if you remember on that that first literally the first shot before you actually go into the mirror to see you know that it's tax time you see the it's like i don't know how many seconds where this shows the the mother father and the daughter they i don't know if they're singing but they look like it looks like a happy moment yeah and and when when i when i when i saw it and then as soon as it shows the even though it doesn't it initially just shows the um the room right she's not in the room yet I, from what i remember she's not in the room yet it it shows the family and then it quickly takes them off the 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 thing and it shows that room when i saw the room then immediately i thought i don't know why but it looked maybe because of the layout because it looks so cluttered mm-hmm. i immediately thought that okay that scene that uh, like five seconds ago with the family all celebrating that looked like that was a while ago meaning like yeah that was something in the past and yes. maybe not that, and then now this is the present and things are not the, like I don't it's a, so subtle and I don't know why how they did it that way but it, it made me think that 
wow, things are not the same anymore. Meaning like that good time yes. was, was maybe a long time ago. Yeah. When I saw that too, I thought of it being a time lapse. Like that's, that's where part of the, like you said earlier on, and then it became what it became. But when you kind of saw how the worlds are broken up, that could have been a different dimension. That could have been a different that's multiverse. True. That's true. That's true. But then, you know, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, for me, I, I just thought it was the same thing. Because, yeah, but that's true. Other people could have viewed viewed it as it could have been like another uh, another multiverse where the, that family was happy versus the, cur the current one where things are not this, what they were before. But, but when I did initially see it, I did think like you that it was just a time lapse just to kind of show, you know, just to kind of get us up to. Yeah. You know. Real quick question, because I'm looking at the cast. Um, it says it shows Aquafina. I don't remember seeing Aquafina in this movie. No, I don't remember seeing her in it. Okay, because it shows her in the cast, and then I wait a minute. I don't remember seeing unless she had like a voiceover or some kind of voice role. As big as the world was and the universe was, it was very compact. And the people yeah. that you met were the main people, and anything that was anything outside the peripheral, you really didn't pay attention to. It felt big, but it was a tight cast where you. You had uh, Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, the tax woman and yeah. stuff, and you had the security guard. So it's almost anybody that was in there that you need to know. They were pretty much front and center. And even though you didn't know a lot about them, you learned stuff through the situations that they were going through. Because even, like I said, the security guards that were trying to kind of pull together the situation at the IRS building, even those after a while, just through their fighting, you start kind of, you know, you remember them. Yes, yes. You know, versus if they were just in passing and nothing happened between them, you just you wouldn't have known it. It'd been like that security guard number five. But when they have a full fight scene with the security guards, you remember like, oh, that the ball dude that was, you know, and I thought it was kind of interesting that the security guy was an Asian guy and the way he kind of handled the situation as well. And it was interesting because usually you would have the authoritarian like white guy be the security guy and he's kind of yes so, so i yeah. thought it was kind of neat because it's almost more real world because it's there's plenty of times i've seen like you know dudes like that that look like that at least in the area where i live that would be that kind of security guy so to see that in the movie i it meant something to me when i saw that yeah there there was actually um there was actually like from what i remember one white guy that was in the and if you remember that was the scene where he was as she was doing some mariachi thing remember and he, he and he was like gonna he was transformed in some mariachi dress yes but then the the asian guy looked like he was actually the head of security yes like, exactly yeah yeah so yeah. so i yes. thought it was pretty neat when i saw it i noticed it and i was thinking that's pretty cool and i like how you're trying to talk down the situation you know but my thing is and it's not fair to say but i would have thought like if I was saw a white guy and the main person, I would have been thinking like, are those people going to be in danger? And I know it's not fair, but the way stuff normally goes and the stuff and examples that we see, it's like word math. It's like picture math. You see stuff and this means this and this means that. So even the fact that the lead security guy wasn't even a white guy yeah. ran differently to me when I saw it. It's interesting because I wonder um, if it would have been the same, um, especially in the scene with where they were trying to get the kung fu powers by you know without giving it away if it was a white guy i wonder if the comedic effect would have been the same as um because remember both one is an asian guy and i think the other guy was also asian too i think so and, yeah and it seemed to add and i don't know if it's also because maybe also because of the idea of the kung fu fighting 
there might have been like a uh, a feeling of like not realism, but you're more used to seeing Asians in kung fu fighting. I don't know, but yeah, you're right. I mean, it, it's I, I and the funny thing is, is when when they had the um, when they had the Asian guys as the security, uh, the primary security guys. I it didn't even cross my mind in terms of that it was different. I just oh, oh okay. I just I was just accepting it as the story was going along because it seemed like almost as if not that it was a local like it was more like the characters. It's odd because the way I looked at it is all the characters like every security person in there. You feel like you get at the by the end of the movie, mm-hmm. it's like you know them like because mm-hmm. they've. They keep showing them throughout the whole thing. Like they don't have this periphery thing. They're actually throughout the entire movie. They're doing right. something which you actually, whether intentional or not, you actually like embrace them as they become part of the. They become like almost one of the main characters in the movie. Is what I, what I got out of there. Yeah, so that, that's all I was saying. Like when you mentioned about was Aquafina in there, and like I said, if if she was, she must have been like something else because, like I said, even though normally it would be a small role, we got a chance to really see them and feel like we could connect with them, and that's yeah. even the security folks. So I thought that was pretty neat. But yeah, but like I said, it was a trip when her husband was there and he kind of switched out and he kind of like, what's going on? And she couldn't tell if he was playing or not, and just trying to understand what was going on, and he's you know kind of rambling to her about these different dimensions and this multiverse and how they're looking for the one and they got this thing that's coming to get her and to get it's going to destroy the world and it was kind of neat those big kind of concepts where if you don't come in and and take care you know like somebody's just grabbing for power or a certain kind of situation and it's going to destroy everything if it happens it almost kind of remind me in a way of like never ending story with the nothing. It's going to destroy the world. If the, the kids don't read and believe in the world anymore, then the world will turn to nothing, which is a metaphor for people forgetting things. And if you forget about it, then it doesn't exist and how you need people to believe and be a part of and connect and share to keep things living. And so it kind of reminded me of that kind of a the big bad out there. And it's this thing out there that's coming for you and they're trying to find the one, you know? Yeah. And, and she's far from what people would consider the one, even to herself. Like, do you have the right person kind of thing? Yeah, I thought, I thought it was pretty powerful. Yeah. Yeah, and on that note, I do like, um, in terms of the husband, he really did a good job in like, where the Alpha Raymond versus the, the Raymond and her reality, they like really look like distinctly different characters and not and not just because her husband was more um was less fluent or at least he sounded more like he wasn't he wasn't as fluent in english mm-hmm. as the alpha raymond they just look the way that the actor did the two different characters they were just they seemed to me very distinct like just different like not it's not just about the fact that the husband might seem like he might be more fluent in, in chinese mm-hmm. They, the personalities just seem totally different, which is what made it like, like when he jumped, like if the scene where the heartbreaking scene where she tells the husband that, oh, you should have seen my life when I wasn't with you. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it jumps and he jumped, the, the Alpha Raymond jumps in there. And then for me, I was like, wow, she just like crushed him. And then 
she doesn't even have a chance to like apologize in that moment and then yeah. it's like he just said she's have to, she has to snap back to the reality of like okay you have to go back to hero mode heroine mode yeah. and and try to save the universe and um one of the things and then you mentioned it about her that she's not the perfect hero one of the things i like about that too is that the directors didn't make it were like in a lot of movies were like the flawed the, you're not the best hero but then somehow at the end they become like neo where they're unstoppable she's still flawed at the end which is what i like it, it was still consistent and she's able to you know do what she needs to do as a hero still being flawed meaning she didn't have to become like neo the ultimate uh, warrior she was still the flawed person at the end of the story who won one you know or got the gold through the way she wanted to do it not necessarily having to become like the one the ultimate one yeah cuz the concept to me was was a little bit different than than the neo situation you're right cuz most movies do it that way and the neo thing is more almost like a um the arc of an action hero right yeah. you know he's he's trying to learn get his best skills so he could be whatever the best or whatever or the one and with her her journey was more like in a you know in a drama of yeah. acceptance of her or the or her environment around her that was her her superhero arc was her being closed-minded and controlling to more open and accepting yeah. that was her I wonder, journey as a hero yeah in 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 on your what you're saying maybe okay maybe i'm wrong maybe like because maybe the whole neo thing that arc is from the perspective of if the hero is a man maybe she actually does become neo but from the side of the arc of a woman that deals more with like the the realm of emotion mm-hmm. because remember neo in in the the the, the archetype of like the typical man f- from a fumbling loser to to the ultimate hero like neo there really isn't like i've noticed like they don't delve into emotional arc but with her because she's a mother as well mm-hmm. maybe i'm wrong maybe she actually does become the ultimate but on the emotional spectrum because she does like you said she becomes more there's that scene where the the daughter is going to fight her yeah. and they're right in front of the bagel and then the mother does like the kung fu move but she opens her arms instead yeah. of like combative mode she opens it like in an embracing yeah. mode which is like maybe that's the ultimate neo for hers because instead of she opened herself up and she's like I'm not going to fight you anymore I'm going to welcome you in yeah. and you know type of thing so yeah cuz I took this movie as drama first and then action is sprinkled on top of it versus the action and somebody putting drama on top of it so their line is different so it always sticks stronger to the line of her relationship with her daughter yeah. than anything else everything else is just it's it's a jacket that that comes off and comes on or whatever yeah. it's a suit it, but but her actual journey is not defeating the boss by skill it's accepting the enemy at the end with love and acceptance you know that yeah. you, your perceived in, enemy that was her her battle and that, and the movie stays on that line but it's just so much stuff that's what I was telling you we were kind of discussing it before I was like this movie has so much stuff around it that if you are not 
up on the fact that this movie is really about a relationship trying to be mended, you'll get lost in everything else because you got the multiverse, you got how the, the technology works to show how the multiverse works, you got the IRS stuff, you got the family drama, you got her relationship with her father, relationship with her husband, and her husband trying to figure out how to love her right, and, and to the point of, you know, giving her divorce papers just so they can have a conversation because he saw that his friend did that too. And then also, even when she wouldn't even really respond to him correctly, he was just thinking too, like, even though I did it as a stunt, like maybe we do need a divorce. It's like, it's yes. like they were just so broken to the point where even his, even the Hail Marys are being misunderstood and taken incorrectly. It's like, no matter what's being done to fix this, it's just making the fire bigger. Yeah. You, you know? It's Yes, it's definitely um, what you were saying earlier about um, in most movies where there's drama, the drama is like the side accessory. This is the opposite. It's actually the action and the sci-fi is actually the accessory yep. to the actual drama itself, which which worked for this movie because yep. it could have fallen. It could have failed like it could have like if the drama didn't work, then I think everything else would have collapsed as well because audiences would have been like, this movie is hokey. But it worked. The drama was strong enough where, well, for me, I look past the sci-fi because if you break down the sci-fi, obviously not the sci-fi, no sci-fi will be perfect. There's, they always conveniently try to tie things together so that you could, there's a semblance of belief. Okay, well, this sci-fi, just like you, I think you're talking to me later after the movie saying about the whole thing with magic or sci-fi <laughs> where they don't have to explain anything. It's a, yeah. it, it's a, it's a cheating way of just saying, okay, just accept the science. But this one, because the drama is so strong, it, you don't, you're not so concerned, at least I wasn't as concerned about the sci-fi. I accepted the sci-fi as, as they were giving me the sci-fi. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, my only reason why I really noticed that the through line was that relationship because I was getting a little conflicted because I was almost thinking it was so much stuff getting thrown at me. It's like I didn't know which way I thought I was going somewhere else. It's because I'm used to how, you know, certain movies are done and, and storylines are done. And so I was constantly trying to like, is it going here with this or is, is yeah. it more about that? I had to just keep putting myself back on that line. So that's not yeah. really, it's part of this movie, but it's not the movie. And so it has so much stuff going on. It's hard to almost stay on that line of this is where it's leading to. Cause it, yeah. like I said, I almost forgot that it was even about that because I thought it was more about this big bad that was coming to get her yes, and, and yes. what this could mean versus like, but then also when they didn't really show what the big bad was or who it was. And it was just kind of like, a whole bunch of um, where you just kind of see the back of the head and costuming that's a little elaborate so you can't quite see the face. I kind of figured like, oh, it's going to be the daughter. You know, that's probably who that's going to be. Yeah. Um, and so then it put it back in my mind, like, okay, it's back on that relationship again. Because at first yeah. I thought, oh, it's not about that because that's just normal stuff that happens anyway. It's this big thing that's coming to get her at all costs. So. So it can't be about that. What, how can that be important? That little squabble with her daughter compared to the thing that's going to end yes, the yes. world. The world's yes. with an S. Yes. Yes. And, and I hate, and I don't want to say, like, it, this sounds like I'm generalizing about women. When you say it that way, it's almost as if, from my own experience and from what I've heard from friends with uh, guy guys, 
when they have arguments with their significant other, wife, girlfriend, whatever, what they'll complain about to me, well, my guy friends, they'll say, like, this argument is so petty, right? It's like there's bigger things, but in a weird way, that's almost like the movie itself. It's like there's this, because we're thinking from this perspective of as, as men, uh, you know, generalizing how men think. There's a big danger out there. Like, why are we concerned about? That's why in most action movies, the drama is just an accessory because the focus, from a man's perspective, is the meteor is coming. Forget about your family relationship. You got to solve. You can fix the family. But this is this twist that this reverses that where the the problem is is fixing the relationship, not the the big bad person. You know, overarching. Thing the universe is going to end. It's about the big danger is the actual relationship that needs to be repaired. It's a total, and I'm and I'm curious if this is from the perspective of like if it was a woman, like the thinking of a woman versus a man in terms of dealing with like the rea- their own reality and how they deal with you know all the, the the issues that they're dealing with on a regular basis. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Like I said, even when it came up the big bad, I thought, oh, something else. Like, okay, yeah. it's like a typical. And like I said, when I found it was a daughter, I'm like, it's relationship again. So anything I kept thinking too sideways about, it still brought me back to that. And I thought, okay, okay, that's different. Okay, well, we'll stick with that. Um, but but it kept you. It still kept you. It's, what I wish I could have done is I wish I could um, take a survey. And I'm sure because uh, one of the things is like I know from like to compare it to action movies where generally there's some action movies where here like the girlfriends will like fall asleep during the movie because the the might all this action stuff and you know it's like it doesn't but I wonder if this type of movie where it's about the inner interpersonal dramas will actually keep women more riveted I mean I didn't fall asleep I was like riveted the whole time but I wonder if this type of thing is more like geared towards like I said, the mindset of how women view things, their perspectives versus like a man's perspective of like, it's just all about danger. Mm-hmm. What's, how do you get past the danger? And then forget about the little superficial drama. Whereas in, in, for most women, it's like, but the superficial drama, that's not superficial. That's important. My relationship with, you know, I don't care about the meteor. I just want to make sure that my relationship with my family is, you know, is, is good. I don't care about the big media because i'm not that's like so far far out out of my head yeah and then also which which is an interesting connection too is like to him to a mother her daughter is her world and that relationship falling apart is destruction of her world yes it's equivalent it's equivalent so her relationship with her daughter is her and her daughter is her world and their relationship is crumbling and falling apart it will destroy her world yeah and i think i brought this up to you at one point where if the movie would have been different if the husband was the primary character um and you know like probably not but it would be a different i think perspective because the relationship between the mother and daughter is a unique relationship versus the father and daughter and with the mother you can always the luxury of uh, like the the trope the um, the archetype of the mother figure is 
the mother figure could be stern, but at the same time, the mother figure can also delve into like a depth of emotion that the father figure can't necessarily do that, especially with the relationship with a daughter. So, yeah. And also I thought too, when we're speaking about it as well as how she was a little bit more heartened and the father played more of the role of the nurturer and the softer side. So she was working to be more like almost the father in a way. Yeah. You know, because he was already kind of like open and she was just kind of stern and and tough. So um, it's funny because usually that's what the guy got to learn, but that's what the the mother and woman had to learn in this movie. But but you notice though that it seemed like the father, although he was the nurturer, he was more like, except for the Alpha Raymond, obviously, but we'll, we'll just say for the sake of argument that it's mainly about the Raymond and her universe, that um, that he, although he's a nurturer, he's still one-dimensional, mm-hmm. whereas she is like like you're saying, you're right. She was she took on uh, some fatherly masculine roles, but she was still able to tap into like a feminine maternal role still too, mm-hmm. which is why yes, which is why I think that it works with in this movie with the with her as being the primary because she can jump back and forth between the two worlds and it'll it people won't even blink like it's it's possible that uh, women can have masculine qualities but i've it's harder for me to see like a, a, a man it's fine if you want to set up the man as a nurturing type but once you from what I've what I've seen in movies, once you establish whatever the the man's going to be in, in the movie, whether he's going to be um, have masculine or feminine qualities, they tend to just stick to the one side. Yeah. I don't see them able to kind of jump, like or it, it looks it's looked on as inconsistent to the audience. So meaning like he's the nurturer in this movie, but I but I can't see him like jumping into like the um. You know, like like the masculine, less emotional side. Yeah, the only time you really kind of see that kind of thing, and it depends on the movie too, is when the lead is like a father, and he has like a, a small kid he's dealing with or a daughter or something he got to save. Then you'll see that part. But otherwise, if he didn't have any attachments like that, then more likely no, because that's just kind of how the tropes go. Everything is a straight yes. line. This is alpha person. This is the beta person. This is the big bad guy. This is the unnamed yeah. henchman. You know what I mean? This is the plot problem. This is the, you know, the answer that just walked, that drops in and fixes everything. Like I was saying before, when we were talking about like how these are all like puzzle pieces and there's just generic things that work. They're generic now because it's been used so many times that it works. And so a lot of people lean into those things that they know that works already. But the thing I was going to say about the, the father, when you're talking about how his personalities and stuff, uh, Wayman, talking about how his personalities were different. Uh, I was, I was um, watching something with the directors and they were talking about, um, about that actor and how he hasn't been in a movie for about over 20 years or so. And he was really yeah. concerned and nervous about, you know, coming back to do a movie. And that he had got like a, um, I guess it was a moch, a motion coach, or acting coach, a voice coach, and I think a gesture coach or motion coach. And how they separated the three Waymans out. So one was like a fox, one was like the squirrel, and one was like some other kind of animal. And that kind of matched how they were sleek. Like the fox <laughs> was more sleeker kind of Wayman. The squirrel was the the one that we knew that was married to Yvonne. That was kind of like 
run around with the you know kind of a, the voice and kind of kind of got that energy because the dad he he had a vibe about him and he kind of even held his shoulders differently so i think that's cool that you noticed because i noticed that too but it was neat to find out that that was a concern by the actor and he really worked hard to make those different versions of himself stand out not okay. just because i'm this person now or i'm this person now telling you you could tell by body body type yeah. you could tell by clarity and voice and stuff like that and so i didn't know that i'm, I'm glad you you, you noticed found that out because yeah. yeah now i really like okay now i'm not imagining things i no. mean there really was even in the subtle gestures like they were really different like and if you remember one of the raymonds was the the reality where she became a kung fu mm -hmm. uh, master and in that reality like he seems like he's like that seems like the the ultimate like the ideal raymond that she would have wanted mm -hmm. in, in the in the, um, the 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 main character in her reality meaning like he he has like he, he has his shit together yeah you know type of thing like he seems like he was the and he's like totally like i said he see each one of them seems so different from the other which like i was like amazed that again like until you mentioned it i didn't i he looked familiar and then i realized wait what you yeah. said yeah that's true that's the that's a little kid from, yeah. and i hadn't it, seen him yeah. i hadn't seen him like we or we haven't seen him no one has seen him until that's amazing i mean i hope yeah. he gets some kind of like nod in awards or something because he did a really good job. Yeah, he had said something. That's why I looked at you. I was like, is that the kid from Indiana Jones? <laughs> <laughs> I totally missed that. But once you said that, oh, wait, that is the, that yeah. is the, it was like, what has he been doing? I hope this movie gets some more roles because I hope so. he did a really good job. I hope so. I hope so. Everybody did a good job, but it was good to see him. It, it was a trip. And I thought it was neat too. Like you said, that was the ultimate Wayman that she probably would have wanted. But the only reason why he became that Wayman is because she left yeah, him. Yeah, she. In that. It became yeah, and he probably motivated him mm -hmm. to get his shit together. Which, in a weird way, like he could have said because she was saying, but then he didn't see it obviously because she's the only one that could see an alternate universe. Right. But in the same argument, where she's saying, "I wish you'd seen me like when I when I wasn't with you in my right. life." He could easily say, "Well, you could have seen me." Right. That it actually helped me as well. Like that actually, like the audiences. I remember when I saw it, the audiences were laughing at that line and also feeling bad for him. But then, and I just realized, wait a minute, he actually like did better without her as well. Like he got his shit together as well. Yeah, it had me wondering when I heard that because I thought it was funny when she was saying it. Cause I thought, man, that's rude, almost telling a person that you're in a relationship, like your life was better without them like i was yeah. this when without you and i'm like you telling this to the person that you're with and well i thought more about it it's like well she's probably just excited to see it and she just kind of yeah she's so blatant in the way she say I, stuff she's saying yeah. it without being messy but it's I don't messy think, yeah i don't think she was saying it to intentionally hurt him or to gloat right. i think she was just oh my god like it's a revelation she didn't realize and she wasn't trying to hurt him, but obviously yeah. it came out that way. Right. For, it would come out that way for the person hearing it or, or like us as the audience. That's why I think we we laugh at that because it didn't sound malicious when she said it. It was more no. just like, like, oh my God, I can't. Like she sounded like a child that was like just discovered right. something so wonderful. Right. But it happened to be that her revelation it was something saying it would like hurt the person hearing yeah. it. 
it was messy for her to kind of say it out loud but like i said i don't think that was her intent just like she was yeah. saying like her daughter was fat like she, yes part of yeah. it was was kind of messy but she was kind of being telling the truth in a way and, and so one thing i thought was really funny and i almost i could kind of relate to in a way was when one for me being a parent but one me being a child on the other end of it where you could see that the mom knew she went too far she's wrong and she see her daughter's hurt and she got herself together enough to go to her car and be like you know hey i want you know like stop in her head i'm sure she wanted to do was just embrace her and make everything fine right but what came out of her mouth was you're you're fat you need to lose weight yes you know what i mean i remember as a kid like it almost seemed like me and my mom would bump heads so much it, it was just weird i think everybody's just trying to figure out their place i'm getting older and i feel like i'm getting older and she's trying to keep me in my place and it's just this power thing that just kind of goes when you're you're young and growing up and becoming a teenager and your parents are seeing it and they're coming at it from a fear-based way and and yes and they're not appreciating what they put into you and what they was coming up they're seeing it more like what am i gonna lose and all this and so when i saw her act like that towards her daughter it just kind of like ooh, i remember that and when she said that and even the look on evelyn's face where she's almost disappointed in herself that it came out like that. Even she knew at that moment that that wasn't the right thing to say. Yes. But 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 that's her showing love, but she couldn't figure out a better way to say it because she wasn't brave enough to tell the yeah. truth of saying, hey, I was wrong or I love you anyway. Any any answer would have been better than, than that. Like, okay, her weight is important. Uh, other things are important too. But at that moment, she knew and her daughter knew that's not what needed to be said at that moment. But that's all she had to give in that moment. Yeah. And it was just so powerful to me. It was sad. It was beautiful. It was relatable. Even look on her face after she said it. It wasn't like, I got you. It wasn't like, it's like- I, No, I, she wasn't. Yeah, she was the love in her face. Her. Right, you saw the love in her face, but that's all she could speak in that moment to give. And I thought, wow. And it's like, even with me and my, my daughter, I, it takes bravery to admit when you're wrong. It takes bravery when you have mixed emotions about something because you could feel a ways about something, but that doesn't make you right. Yes. You know what I mean? And to push past that and do the right thing over ego, um, over fear, you know? And so to me, it was like relatable a reminder to myself to make sure that in those moments to say the right thing, the, the right thing, the truthful thing, yeah. not not the thing that 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 still makes me look good or still make me powerful in that moment to prove a point, but to just like, you know what? I wasn't right or you were right. I was mistaken. I was wrong or whatever, but it was just like, wow. But on so many levels, it just really said a lot to me, even though it was a simple parent trying to connect to a child and, and not having the words at that moment. Yeah, I will say from the perspective of, um, because I, I'm a Filipino, and um, the whole thing where she tells her daughter she's fat, that's a very Asian family dynamic where, um, I'll give you an example, where it's not done because because an American mentality, um, which is actually sh should be considered, is that you know you can't you shouldn't say those things to your children that makes them think about 
the perception of themselves, whatever their parents or whatever, right? But in an in, in an Asian household, it's not done out of like any kind of maliciousness. It's weird. It sounds like for like American Americans hearing it who are not familiar with that culture, I'm not like condoning it, but it is part of that culture where. Like I've been to like family parties where relatives will literally like, you know, for example, will ask me, you know, why aren't you married yet? They'll say stuff that in an Americanized, it's insulting. Like it, you don't wouldn't say that to somebody. And the funny thing is, is it's always from the perspective of like it's from from an Americanized ear. It sounds insulting, but in the Asian perspective. They're going cutting straight to the chase. They're as as bad as it sounds. They're just saying, you know, this it's it's out of some it's out of some type of love where they really want you. Uh, you're you are fat. You need to get your shit together because you know being fat is not healthy. There's no flowering it. There's not. Oh no, if you're you know what, it's not about looks. It's like as long as you feel comfortable with you, it's all about like. Hey man, you're fat, so get your shit together. That's in so that's why, like in that scene, it's so funny when I watch it. I've seen it three times, but I'm. It's always I. I always hear the laughter, and it's always. I'm, I wish I had a camera to see the laughter in terms of because I know that when I saw it in a the theater where there's a lot of Asians in the theater, that there was like a big laugh from response from that because it's like okay, they picked it up. Like oh my, that's like the typical trope of the the tiger Asian mom being just who she is, not out of maliciousness, but just literally that's her way, because it's not the dynamic is not like close. It's it's the only way it can work is like it's always about criticisms. That's the only like that's the relationship. And and another thing I wanted to bring up before I forget is that we didn't talk about is they never talk about the、um, Michelle Yeoh's mother. Right. That's an interesting thing. Like you notice, they show her in like the flashback, but they never talk about, or she never says anything in the movie where you get any kind of indication of what she was like or what the relationship、uh, Michelle Yeoh's character had with her with her mother. And I wonder if that's also like like a legacy of like why her relationship with her daughter is what it is because she's mirroring more of the way her father. Treated her, and so she became like her father in that way as well. It's quite possible. We we're kind of talking about this before about different cultures and stuff. And like I was saying, like a lot of the stuff, friends that um they're Filipino, and it was funny some of the stuff they would say because they would do comparisons talking about like you know like the way the kids are talking back and acting and stuff like that. And I was thinking like, well, that's kind of like a culture thing, like here, because like my family that came from the south, you wouldn't be talking back to grown folks and stuff. Your grandma would tear your butt up, you、yes. know, like when we were younger, we would get we would get spankings and stuff. And nowadays, it'd be considered abuse. So it's a lot of stuff that's very similar to what I've heard. And it's just, so when I hear it, it's always funny when they say, it, I'm like, yeah, I I grew up like that too, and I heard that kind of stuff too. You know, you don't be cursing around your. Your elders and stuff, just the whole being respectful and all this other kind of stuff. The thing about watching your weight and stuff, because your uncles would be saying some stuff like, "Girl, you getting thick?" You know, they'll say stuff like that because because they know what it means. Because like guys will know what a woman looks like matters. You know, you're not trying to save、yes. feelings. You want somebody to be able to get married and have a family. It's more looking out for you than an insult. But、yes. now 
If you tell somebody they got a booger in their nose and you're trying to save their safe face for them, it's insulting. You talked about my booger. No, I'm trying to make you not go out there and look like like you're crazy. Yeah. And, and so it's just funny how that is. But like I said, you know, in the South, it was the same kind of stuff. So when I hear my Filipino friends talk about that kind of stuff, I'm like, yeah, I, yeah. The culture that it's that it is now with all this stuff where you know almost like the disney shows where the kids are running the show and the parents are in the back seats all the parents are, are drivers and wallets and the kids will you know running the show and stuff like that i'm like like that's on tv i was like if we tried that mess when we were a kid talking back i could even be thinking nothing crazy and my mom would be like what you say I'm like, yeah it wouldn't like, you, you yeah, read my that, mind like, <laughs> yeah it, the disney i mean that's a fantasy disney yeah. like if, if if they really were like that the kids would be so dysfunctional because there is something to be said about where like you know if as bad as it might sound to like you know like some outsider who isn't part of that family where they, why did you just call your daughter fat there is something to be said about that that grounds that the kids don't go out of control like right you know that right. they, there's that they still will be respectful to their and yeah the disney thing is as great as that looks and that well it'll, it's only to appeal to the the kids watching the show because they look like they're the massively that's not the reality and they right. if it was the reality those kids would be so out of control <laughs> but i think that was a narrative that people and kids gleamed onto and i'll say those kids are more like those disney kids now than they were before and i think that's why a lot of attitudes and stuff and kids thinking they could just talk in your kind of way i think a lot of that stuff you know they see that kind of stuff and mimic it now they that's not really their reality but their attitudes and, and kind of the way they move are kind of partly influenced by that kind of stuff which is interesting because like i said in my household growing up that would get you hurt but but then also with the black community too you know like the parents kind of down in the kids in a way you know and it's funny because i always thought it was kind of interesting how that was and then i read this thing where they were saying about like back in the day the enslaved parents of, of children would down talk their kids to the slave masters so the slave masters wouldn't pick them you know interesting like they want they like they've come to look for you know i want to take your kid to work on my farm oh no you know blah 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 he's lazy he don't do nothing he ain't no good form of blah 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 it's a form of protection so protection. so nobody would want them so they could keep them safe but those traditions of keeping you know your kids safe and kind of talking down so they won't kind of stand out too much because if you stand out they're going to want you and they're not going to want you for good things and so it's interesting how culture and society and it's just interesting we're gonna have to have a good talk about this kind of stuff just on a side note one of these days but i like when we talked about it before the similarities and stuff and even now being able to have this movie even kind of bring that up too because like i said when i saw that it reminded me of my filipino friend said that about somebody and i thought wow that's funny that nowadays people wouldn't say it like that or they wouldn't say it in public you know what i mean so i but but maybe she considers me family so she said it not thinking anything about it but yeah I, but it's funny like it's like i ain't heard nobody talk like that in a while so it was interesting to see but yeah like, but it wasn't like she you know like the person doesn't you know care for the person but it is yeah, a kind of it, thing like hey if it gets out of control it's gonna be a problem then what are you gonna do yeah, I'd, rather, I'd rather hurt your feelings and and get it yeah. right than it'd be out of control and then what yeah but again like i said the first time she says it to her in the beginning of the movie i didn't sense any maliciousness yeah. it was yeah. just like coming from the perspective of like you know like what the protectiveness 
where you know this is just for your own good near the end of the movie when she says it again i don't think she was saying it out of maliciousness either i think she was just saying it to bring awareness to hey if this is going to be the last words we say to each other i'm going to be honest with you like as as bad as things i may have been as a mother it's not all on me you also in this relationship you also have not been the best to me and that was her saying remember she had said we we you never call unless you need something right and we have the family meaning like it's free you have fam we have the family plan you can easily call just to talk you know it's always about things you need so it's not all all about how bad i've been as a mother but also mm-hmm. you've also not been the best daughter as well yeah that's powerful i thought i thought the same thing when i saw it too and i love what you said because that's the truth it's a relationship and when you have a relationship it's two sides it's two sides to everything and i liked how that was handled a lot of that kind, a lot of times it's just like the other person sucks it up and you don't hear nothing else about it so to hear the other side of it i thought it was beautiful because she had she checked her daughter because we already knew her daughter had some other stuff going on too and usually it lets it lean on the side of the kid being scorned and the mother or father just saying like hey hey baby i'm I'm sorry without even being like hey no you did this you did so when i saw that i loved it because that that's not shown a lot i really did appreciate it because it really was kind of like yeah it's, it's both sides of it and, they, and and they both have truths i thought it was interesting how okay so you know how they had um the thing with the circle kept coming up you know yeah the spiral the circle the circle circle so the tax woman jamie lee curtis yeah. You know, showing this is wrong. Did the circles, yes. you know, and then you see when it shows the the world where everything is falling apart and it's this big old portal of nothingness. It's like a bagel. It's like the everything bagel. Yes, yes. Everything. Which is every, so everything is every multiverse is in that. So just like the everything bagel has everything in it, that portal of that multiverse is everything in it as well. So it is yeah. like the everything bagel. Yeah. So I thought it was kind of cool and that was their symbol. And so I thought that was pretty neat and how everything is almost equivalent to nothing. Yes. Which was very powerful metaphor. Yeah, it, it, it's it's very powerful because, and I read an article where they talk about how this movie delves into depression and also like, I'd be curious to see like in terms of like the teens that are watching this movie and also whatever their relationship with their parents are, how it affects them, if it affects them emotionally from seeing this, when they see this movie. That one scene where near the end where she tells her mother, like in a very powerful way, I'm tired, Yeah. I'm tired, right? She doesn't even say why she's tired. She just says she's tired. Yeah. And I'm, I'm wondering too, um, because you know, me as a, you know, growing up, there's that time in my life and also, like, in, in this movie seemed, like, to really hit home with me because I've also been thinking a lot about stuff, like, uh, oddly enough, similar to this movie in terms of everything and how the significance of everything in my life. But there's always, and I think for most teens, there's always that period of time as a teen where they reach that, where, like, they wonder, like, is this all, does this all really matter? Like, is this, like, the expectations of my parents all the expectations that are thrown to me like does it really matter in the end um and when she says she's tired it's so powerful i mean she's literally like i I can't i don't know what how old she is is she supposed to be like in past high school like pre-college but it's supposed to be implied that she's like an older teen but still kind of a teen i guess um 
maybe college. I'm guessing college, maybe. Yeah. But it's so powerful when she says, "I'm tired," without even having to say. Like it doesn't sound like when I heard it, it doesn't sound like it was like fake. Like oh, this is just a kid. She doesn't know what she's talking about. When she said it, it's as if she like as if she lived like so long. Like it's I don't know. I'm trying to express it in a better way where you know the those people that they they're young but they 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 feel like they've lived through so much in their short time which and it's overwhelming for them where they're just like they're already tired and exhausted even at a young age it was so for me it was a very powerful scene yeah for sure that definitely made me think of being that age being that younger age it made me think of me being a grown man where i felt like i just want this ride and it doesn't necessarily mean that i don't want to be alive but it's just like okay so the version of her that said that that was the one that was just snapping into all the different multiverses right i think the one that said that was actually not the alpha i think it was the joy from her actual in michelle yo's main reality the loser michelle yo's character i think that was her actual daughter's i don't think that was um the tobaki so you don't think it was the main one because for some reason i thought because i know she jumped into that body so okay so i, I didn't because that's the same one that was going to walk into the nothingness in the end right yeah yeah so, so, it was but see this is tricky because you could be right but the reason why i think that it was not the villain joy okay. was that i think it's more powerful that it's coming from her actual daughter like there's no meaning she wasn't saying it like to me she wasn't saying I was I'm tired because I've seen all these realities. She was seeing saying it like as joy in her, in that reality was just like I'm just tired of like all this stuff between us and just like whatever I'm going through with my life. I think I think that that would have been more powerful than because at that point I think um the uh the joy the one the villain joy was still focused on the the end point going through the bagel not she was already i think past that trying to justify it like it wasn't like and she i don't think she was she seemed like she was already like intent and not broken down the joy that said like i'm tired looked like she was just broken down you could be right because even with the one Okay, because they both almost was, the end result was they both were kind of done. Because you could kind of tell how even the one that was part of all the worlds at once, you could tell that she was just done. Because at first I thought it was a whole thing, because even her motives, it's almost like her motives, her actual motives was different than the motives that was being presented by the people yeah. talking about she's coming to get you yeah. kind of thing. It's like, because when she saw her, she was like, I don't want to kill you. You know, so you, so you, so I thought, oh, okay, she just wanted her to be like her. So when her mom opened up and had all those different worlds, you know, her mom started kind of falling into a depression as well, which was very powerful. But I just kind of took, so either way, I still took the daughter and then the villain of both just being done and them being done because like just the choices of life was just overwhelmed yeah. of just overwhelming because i felt that as a kid I, a little bit different as i did as an adult but i go through that now sometimes because just like it's so much it's like i gotta be responsible for all this stuff how yeah. do i get off this ride how do how do i get a moment off this ride without any of the plates falling and breaking you know it's it's, yeah. it's, it's a lot on me 
and I can't stop. How do I stop? How do you stop as a grown person without you don't go to work, you don't get paid, you don't pay the rent. You know what I mean? You don't, you don't feel like putting gas in the car so the car doesn't go. Where is your off ramp for five minutes? How do you get off? How do you get off? Yeah. And as a child, I think it's also overwhelming because all the choices, especially when you become a teenager, you're too young, but you're too old. You're too old, but you're too young. You know, all the pressure, what you're going to be, what you're going to do, the fear of I'm going to be, I got to be something. What's the answers? You grew up to find out there is no answers and you just do piece by piece, you know, line by line versus the ultimate answer. You know, we know that as adults, that is not an ultimate answer, which is almost as scary as being a kid thinking there's one and you just don't have it yet because you're not right in the head or you're not ready or you don't have everything you need to be. So I thought I took it as just on both sides, all the choices, all the possible choices when you have to deal with them because certain things make you choose left or right, up or down, it's overwhelming. And if you don't find a balance of I'll be all right either way, or I could take a chance and steer and change my direction later on. If you don't have that frame of mind, it's a frame of mind that's keeping us here, you know, because we could lean way too much on one direction. You know, that could be a difference between us being here and not being here. Because sometimes stuff works because you are not fully aware. That keeps you safe. Yeah. We could die at any moment, but it gets scary when you realize that in that moment. But the rest of the time, you're going around for your life. You're driving a car at 80 miles per hour. You're walking in traffic. You got people out there that can do something to you. But it's only moments when you realize everything that could happen to you. And that's when you get depressed. That's when you get concerned. That's when you start tripping out. And then you go back into this lull of, you know, this haze that lets you be able to move forward because otherwise you thought the potential things that could happen when you open that door or get out of that bed or drink that water that you could choke on and die. Anything could happen. So the knowledge of everything that could possibly happen to you can be numbing. It could be scary. And so when you focus on one thing, sometimes that gets you through because all the possibilities, it could be too much. It could be too much. And that's how I took those multi-worlds happening onto the point yeah. where what's the point then? Cause it was just almost, and when I saw it, I was like, oh, that just, I, I related to that. It was like, yeah, it's just, that's why I stick with movies to give me a straight line <laughs> to think on. That's why I look at music, give me a straight line to think on because when I start thinking too much and a creative mind, you have one yourself too. So I'm sure you deal with this as well. You know, we're always, always reaching, always taking in information, it's all this stuff. And I think that we're probably a little bit better prepared for it because it's our thing to be artists and express and stuff. So therefore we're kind of used to dealing with all that regular people that, that have all these ideas and possibilities and this, this, that you gotta be built a certain kind of way to handle yeah. that. You know, so it's a blessing that we have these things because we could express for the world, say things yeah. the world needs to hear. We could digest all the craziness and put it out in the book or play or piece of art and people it's shorthand for people and they could see it, listen to it and feel it and be like, yes, yes, that's the path. That's the answer. That's the insight I need to know, you know, so, so we have a different kind of responsibility. And so I think it's just beautiful, you know, but it's a cost. 
it's a cost. So I related to all that, everything at once and understanding the weight of that and just kind of like fall into that. Cause sometimes I'd be like, man, but then I come out of it and I just get back on it, get back on it, do the best I can do what yeah. I can, what I have, you I know? Think, yeah. And that you, that's really a lot of good points that you bring up because I think that that was the, the um, and the reason why I thought that the, um, the joy that said that line, I'm tired, was the joy in the, the loser Michelle Yeoh reality versus the villain joy, right. was that I thought that after all is said and done, I thought the, the main goal of Michelle Yeoh's character was to resolve her relationship with that daughter. Not the, because then everything else would fall into place in terms of the, um, the villain joy would fall into line because she would also realize um, the, um, you know, the revelation that the mom was trying to say. And then at the end of the movie, at the, or at least the, the, the final part of the movie where it, everything has settled down and it shows the, um, the family gathering the, the tax stuff to get ready to, to go to the tax place. Right. And then you see the, the Michelle Yeoh and the daughter and just the interaction they have. It's as if they went through this like long, long night of kind of like similar to like say an alcoholic where they have to go through that, the painful withdrawal. And then it's the morning after where you survived, like they survived the difficult part. And now it's the next moving forward. And, and one of the things and you talk and when you just mentioned about like everything is overwhelming and you have to just be able to like just kind of bear down and um, and just not let it overwhelm you and just take things you know one at a time is exactly what I think that the mother was trying to because the daughter seemed like she was overwhelmed and she wanted the right answer. That's remember if you remember that one part when they were rocks. This is the first time the daughter reveals that I was hoping to the mother. She says something like, I was hoping that you would see something and convince me otherwise. Meaning like there's a part of her that secretly still wanted like to get out of ending things. She wanted an answer. She was hoping her mother would have an answer. And and I, the mother didn't necessarily have an answer, but I think the mother's answer was that everything is there's life is overwhelming and, and there's always going to be good bad all that stuff when the daughter says that line where it's just about all it is is specs something like specs of moments meaning like there's nothing significant because it's only tiny specs of moments and then the mother says i will share then i will cherish those specs meaning like yeah. basically the mother says okay i don't necessarily have all the answers but let's just, you know, take it one day at a time. I guess that's what I was getting. Mm-hmm. Just take it one day at a time. Yeah. It's overwhelming, but there are beautiful things like you could see. And if you could find those beautiful moments, even when in the moments of despair, like what you're talking about, like where things are overwhelming, but you find things like in music or you find things in movie where it's not a distraction, but it's able to get you looking to a different perspective where you're not mired in this like constant like the world is going to end scenario where you're saying wait a minute there is 
there is something still beautiful and I don't have to get overwhelmed by all the negative stuff. I can actually say, okay, yes, there's crappy stuff, but that's not all the definition of everything. There's still like uh, good things of value and worth to look at beyond whatever all the overwhelming things in your life are. And, and that's exactly like the reason why the movie really hit close to me is because, you know, I have my own personal stuff. Like, it's odd because I don't know if it's just random. It's just a random coincidence. But this movie literally came to me at the right time where, like, I'm going to my own existential stuff. Not to the extent that I'm going to, like, jump to a bagel type of thing. But existential enough where, where you're mentioning the thing about, like, you know, where's the exit point to all this stuff? Like, where you have to have a job, you know, like, and what if you, like, for me, like, you hate your job but you gotta pay the bills right and like how do you reconcile with with that knowing that like with the same thing same thing with the mother where you know like you feel like your life is trapped in this like unending cycle of like doing laundry and taxes and there's and you're gonna die and you had you weren't able to fulfill any happiness but instead the mothers found out that it's crappy but there are like slivers of happiness you could still find and you can still enjoy those enjoy that it's not that it doesn't mean that it doesn't make your life any less value it just it's just a different way to live life and you just have to sometimes accept that it's not going to be what you want but there's still value in it if that makes sense yeah and then the connections that we make along our way because even the show at the beginning with the taxes and the lady was like, hey, where's your daughter? She's, she's not here. And how that went. And then we saw at the end, when her daughter was there, how that went. Like, yeah. Even though it was the same situation that they didn't want to deal with, her being there made a difference. You know, that inclusion. And then even when she introduced the daughter's girlfriend to the father for the second time, on her second chance, she made it right. Like, yeah. the first time I said it was a friend and was awkward and walked off, this time we'll stand here to the point where even when she did the right thing, the daughter didn't even know how to even take it. She had to walk off. Yeah. And she instantly said, this is her girlfriend. And the grandpa, he's just kind of looking and just saying, girlfriend, girlfriend, you know. But then even when all the stuff was going down afterwards, you saw that the girlfriend and the grandpa was just hanging out with each other, you know. Yeah. They kind of showed that. The thing that you thought was going to be a big deal wasn't a big wasn't, deal. It wasn't as and, bad as you thought and, it was. And like, that's what life is. It's so funny how usually the stuff that's going to give you the curveball is the stuff you expect to be right. But usually the stuff you think is going to be crazy is the stuff that kind of be okay. Yes. Yeah, it's not like you create a scenario in your mind where like the world is about to end, but it's actually not going to end. It's not actually going to be as bad as you think it will be right. in some cases. I mean, right. it's it could have still gone like, bad with Michelle Yeoh's father but you know it didn't seem like it was contrived where they did that his reaction just for the sake of putting everything in a neat bow it seemed like there was like a it's not like he necessarily totally accepted it but he wasn't rejecting it he was kind of like like trying to feel it out like okay how do I really feel without it I'm not going to jump into like being negative I'm just going to kind of see how this goes that's what I got out of it yeah, he was being open and accepting versus trying to change and have a necessarily definitive feeling about it. Like, I don't have to agree with certain things for me to be around it. 
Yeah. You know, sometimes we if we have the choice and yeah, we're going to put ourselves in situations that makes us feel comfortable. But yeah. then also we have to have the ability to be like, if somebody's different, I can still be around you and not expect them to be different to be around me. If that yeah. if, if that's not the, our relationship, our relationship yeah. can be on different levels, you know? Well, I'm going to bring up an elephant in the room and, and feel free if you can take it out of the, the final edit. But I'm curious what you think about, because when I saw this, um, the the relationship the daughter had with, and, and it doesn't matter to me either way, but I didn't feel like with the audiences, any kind of pushback on that versus like the pushback on like, for example, the Eternals. Like, what is it about this movie where, I mean, that's a central thing. That's one of the central things where it's the daughter's, um, you know, gay relationship. But in the Eternals, it feels like it's odd because the Eternals, they felt like there was a pushback, but the Eternals actually didn't really seem to push it. It was just kind of, they showed it versus this one, not that they were pushing it, but it was a central topic, but it didn't, I didn't feel like there was any kind of, like the audience seemed to be more accepting of this one versus, and it's, I, I just thought it was an interesting thing. Like I, I noticed it's totally different in terms of the reaction in, between the two movies. I could be wrong though, because I can't read the audience's mind, but when I saw the movie, I never sensed any kind of like, like aura of like negativity. But when the Eternals, I could already sense as soon as that scene came with, um, is it Fastos and then his relationship with um, his husband then I could sense that there was like they didn't say it but I could sense that the audience had a different reaction visceral reaction to to that than in this movie okay so I think this movie is a more um, abstract movie it's characters that people don't know so they are what they tell you they are I think that the Eternals, those are characters that have been around forever. And people that would mm. probably complain about it is people who knew the original version of it. I think people who saw Eternals who didn't know nothing about those characters went in, went in and saw it as those characters. But people who knew them from the comic books, it's like, why? how come they're not yeah. white? How come How come that's a, you know, how, how come she's, you know, how come she's Mexican or how come he's black okay. and that he's black sense. and gay? And then okay. what happened to, who, who's, what's all this? You know, yeah, so I think it was that's more true. people that's true. who had conflict against what they were used to seeing versus because, a brand new IP yeah. that nobody knows. They are what, what they, you know. Which, okay, are. which, okay, which then, if that's the case, then it's, it's nothing more than the familiarity because you're, especially with, I, okay, so that, my comparison was not a right comparison and, because Eternals is coming from a background of like, there's already like a, comic book there's already a history so are people already drawing back on that history and then also a purpose to the movie too so in in internals right he's gay right yeah does it serve any purpose in that movie it doesn't but at the same time okay so okay so so it doesn't really serve a purpose but it's in there right yeah okay in this movie does her girlfriend being gay serve a purpose i can't i don't know because the mother doesn't seem like she's against it. I, I think her mother's bothered by it, but it's kind of like, it is what it is. I think her mother's embarrassed by it. I yeah. think that it could be a tripwire for the grandfather, but we don't know yet. So it was okay. part of the plot. It was part of, it, it was a bump. Yeah. It was a bump. Just like they, just like if she would have 
Say her boyfriend was a was a a black guy, that would have been a bump. You yeah. Don't if, you don't know if the mother gonna be fine with her bringing home a black guy. You don't know if mm. the grandfather gonna be fine. So that's race used for you know a reason in that situation. But but on the for the Eternals, they're already there's no, they're already a, he's already an adult and there's obviously no because it's it's a different they're not humans obviously but there's no sense of like a parental like he needed approval to no. have her and it's also too is like how would it be any different from if he had a wife like it's just it just happens to be that he's gay but yes it doesn't serve a purpose but if he had a wife a woman that also like you could argue actually that he the he doesn't even have they don't even have to have had him yeah. be in a marriage with a kid he could have still been like by himself doing his thing exactly you know, like, yeah so but the point is still those were all white characters that was made into something different and the people who knew them to be something different originally some of those people had an issue with it because for the most part most people probably didn't know who those characters was and it was the first time them ever seeing yeah. them. so when they saw them it wouldn't be a problem because that's what it was unless they just didn't want a gay person being on tv or, or in a movie or a black yeah. person being in a movie so so who would you know so the people who probably said something and had an issue were the ones that saw it and it was like that's not the character that i know i yeah i think it's more and, like what you're saying than and, it anything against like like characters do that, being gay i don't think it was that and to do that and it doesn't play into anything then why are they there that's true you know what that you're right i mean like you like i was just saying like he could have easily been single and yeah. it, the story would have still been the same so yeah that's yeah. true like what what are you trying to say here what do what do you what's like it's just unnecessary filler it, i guess it, yeah. it, it would have been even cool if they would did something like okay i fell in love with this guy we took this kid out of adoption that you know that nobody else wanted he's a little bit older and we took him and he designed this that inspired me to make this to save the situation yeah even that would be something because it wouldn't have been a kid that could have been born to them it had to be a kid that had to be chosen because they couldn't have kids yeah because of their relationship and that kid was the answer to the bigger pro that's playing it into the story and and actually from before he it's that scene where he's with his husband you can argue that it wouldn't have made sense for him to be getting in a relationship with any human because remember prior to that the last time we saw him it was after the hiroshima mm -hmm. where he said they're not worth saving so i realized when i saw wait why would he that he's so mad at humanity why would he want even bother being in a relationship with anyone because he suddenly views them as like that they can't they're not there's no hope for them so yeah in that aspect that's also another argument someone could make like why even have him in a relationship because prior to that he thought that humanity wasn't worth saving or so, or the fact that they're robots that's well and then again we get into argument with i, I sorry i don't want to strain too straight too far no, from no, no. The, the current movie but but yeah it, there's a lot of stuff about eternals yeah. that it's like, you're, they're robots but they have emotions it doesn't make sense so so i'm just saying I think that unlike Eternals, that relationship had a purpose. And like I said, it would have been the same thing as if it would have been the black guy that she brought home. Yeah, that's true. It could have easily been, it, this movie could have easily been like that. I think it would have actually, I think it's better the way it was done where I think if it was any other 
like if it was like a black guy I think it would have looked like you're trying to force force something you know and well, it didn't it seemed more like it made sense that she would be with the person she was with not that there's going to not that there isn't a black guy that's going to be similar because basically is it Becky uh, the 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 girlfriend she's supposed to be like her father you know the you know the trope that always says oh the daughter usually will marry or will be with in a relationship with the a person who's similar to their father and, and it's interesting because you think it'd be more like the mother but no it's the balance like the mother was saying the universe gave she was messed up like me but the universe gave her someone just like they gave he gave me a husband that's like understanding to balance out the my imbalance as a person I think they made it a girl because that's the trope of this season because they like I said if they made this movie 10 years ago it would have been a black guy that's why that's why you know I think that kind of situation shows up a lot in movies and stuff now because it's just the thing just like when they're just putting black people in a whole bunch of stuff cuz that was just the thing even where it didn't fit and that's where that's, that's where all the backlash and stuff came from that's true so I thought it was more of like what wouldn't the parent want want them to bring home and they could still could have did a black kid and still have been people would have got what that meant the same way with the you know bringing a girl that would have been like you know the same thing to me i think i think it was just the 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 trope of the situation that that's that's popular and trending that's current now because before you would have yeah. seen even 10 years ago even, we know it's been gay people but you would never see them use it in that way yes yes cuz really you're saying it's a bad thing cuz you know if you put it there that people going to have reaction to it or that's yeah. for a reaction. So you're saying it's bad basically. And so yeah. they so they just switched off what they saying the bad thing was. Yes. Yes. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yes. That's true. But then then there's that argument that at what point and I get the our thing with the representation because at what point can you have um like a a gay a uh, couple or a gay relationship in a movie where it's not automatic the old god they have an agenda it just happens to be like my argument i remember talking to you about what i believe like the the ideal way to 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 treat that in a movie or a story where you have like a controversial couple or relationship is you don't try to force feed like like hey here we are like try to fight it you know we're gonna you know we're you know we're here and we're you know no one's gonna we're proud you know the the saying instead just focus on the story and it just happens that the that the characters are for example gay but that's not the main but again in this movie that is one of the central points and it works and it works mm-hmm. for this movie but yeah. anyways yeah so i mean that's that's why i'm bringing it up only because i always wonder like at what point can we actually have a movie like where we have that where it's not like there's not there's no the the hornet's nest isn't stirred up it's just okay we have a gay okay big deal what's like i said i really think if you really with any story if you write it true to the person's situation without throwing all the other stuff in it then you get the truth of a person yeah cuz most people don't walk around with stuff it's almost kind of like the environment's interpretation of that yeah more so than the other way around and i think a lot of people create and, and do things opposite because you think yeah. like cuz it stands out to you but only that part so it's unfair to just 
choose that part out of it you know what i mean yeah like a shirt could have five different colors and one person chose red so when you make it you just make it red because that's what you saw and so it's not as full as the one that had the other four colors with it that made it broad you yeah. made it small because you just stuck up to the part that mattered to you versus the person's more than just that red these other colors in there but you gleam to that because that's what you was attracted to. Yeah, yeah. So to so to give it that without saying the other five colors that was there, that's unfair to that character. Yeah. The and person think, looking for green or or the purple, yeah. they don't see that in there, so it looked like a joke. And I think part of it too is I think audiences subconsciously don't want to be treated like they're stupid too. And that's one of the things is like, okay, you're gonna like you know like in some movies where where, where you can tell they're they're just doing it literally to incite a reaction rather than just like being genuine and they're underestimating their audiences and when the audience think audiences pick up on that whether they know it subconsciously or not that's when they get they do the pushback i think right that movie just was really like it's so dense and like we could probably literally spend like the whole night because there's so many topics you could talk about in that movie yeah. And you end up going like into the rabbit hole for each of those topics because the movie, like I said, it's a, it's an odd movie in that it doesn't necessarily go deeply into so many things, but because of the content and the story, for me, it opened up so many different things, even whether or not it intended to or not. Yeah. It just opened up so many different things were to think for me to think about in terms of like beyond just the story of the movie. Yeah, and we were talking before how even though I think this is a gem of a movie, I think it might have issues just because it's like I said, it's not um it's not as clean as certain kind of things. Like I said, when it came to like a, a heady movie with action, the Matrix found that perfect balance. Um where it's almost like if you didn't understand it completely, it still was enough in there to kind of grab you, right? Um this kind of does it too but this this like i said this is much more headier even if it doesn't do good in the theaters i think that when people are ready and come around for it they're going to be in for such a a treat when they come across this be it on hbo max or streaming or somebody introducing be like hey man because say say i met you months from now right and we got to talking and we met or whatever i'm like dude you should check out this movie because if you like this, you should see this. And this would be something I would recommend to somebody that that I kind of knew really liked movies and who was kind of like into ideas and 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 you know these different kind of personal journeys, but but are kind of candy coated on the outside just a little bit. That this word of mouth and stuff, I, I think that um, that it'll do well. But people who are not really open to it, I think it's going to be a lot. It was a lot for me. But but I don't mind putting in the work for it. Not that it needs so much so much work, but it it, it takes some work. It takes it's some definitely work. yeah because it definitely does not fall under the standard type of um, storyline. And and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up where when I first saw this movie, um, and there's not many movies where I get this feeling. I actually want to get the the actual script for this movie, mm. um, only from the perspective as a as a, a playwright. Um, and I've dabbled a little bit in screenplays, but not really a lot. But it, you know, I've obviously I've watched enough movies to kind of understand the 
the way like a, the, the arc of a story should go but I want to get the, a script for this because obviously because of all this movie has so many like on a script there's it'd be like so many jump scenes like interior it's so many like 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 countless but what I found interesting about this movie that as much as there's all this stuff happening mm-hmm. when I look when I think about it I'm trying to think of I don't can't think of any like like remember when we were talking about it, the Eternals and how like their that relationship you could have taken it out I feel like with this movie and, and tell me if I'm wrong like as much as all the different stuff and scenes in the universes I can't see taking out any of those things without it affecting the movie like you still I think you still needed like despite all the weird jumps mm-hmm. I think this movie still needed all those things in order for it to work meaning like what I'm saying is they didn't just add extraneous stuff that right. filler that wasn't like I think every jump thing had a purpose like it, it wasn't it moved the story in, in its own way like it didn't just wasn't put there just for effect yeah it was a very lean script you could tell real quick I'm curious what do you see when you do that when you do a dive into like seeing a script what are you looking for and then what do you get from seeing it um well what I okay um not that I'm like some kind of PhD in analyzing all I care about when I watch most movies is like characters and story right. um in most cases I'm more character based like story is great mm-hmm. but I'm more interested in like whatever the conflicts or what the characters goals and what they want to do and then and then what story comes out of it so when I look at a script in a lot of cases especially most of the time it's I don't want to read scripts that I've never seen the movie I'd rather like I see the movie and then I want to see how they did that on the script and I'm basically looking for okay I'll read the script okay so what I'll do the quick outline of the story like where does the arc happen and then where's the you know the climax where does it start dropping like typical story thing and then I try to understand like beyond the story like what works and what doesn't work in the story like like the characters basically I break it down like both the the positive and the negative like what works in this um, script and what doesn't work in this script and I I'll do this only for things movies that I like meaning like because I want to because I want to understand what is it about it that I like beyond just like whatever my superficial feelings about the movie are or the characters I really want to understand what are the elements that made me like this movie and I'm also trying to see like are there universal things in the things that I like that they use from other movies to employ because I always have I have this belief that story as much as there's so many stories I think there's a basic guideline that as long as you follow a certain general guideline to a story mm-hmm. there's a formula for success regard and this movie is so interesting because there's so many divergent stuff out but at the end of the day you could still break it down as as difficult as it would be because there's so many scenes. you can unify because I looked at the thing like I said I don't think you can take out jump scenes in this movie without it affecting the movie like I think they all serve the purpose and that's where I would analyze like okay how did it serve a purpose am I right or am I wrong so how, but how would you see that differently from watching the movie is it cleaner because there's no distractions of the visuals you know the meat well, of it or, or well because when I read it like on a script 
the wording. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to see like with the script because someone told me that the script is like that's why screenwriters are generally kind of disregarded <laughs> because they just are seen as like monkeys that are just like you just just get it out there we'll do all the work you're not important but I've seen scripts where it's like the way it's written it's like beautifully written and that doesn't necessarily translate to a good movie right. but I want to see how this was written on the page so that I want to see was it done like is it visually like beautiful or is it just a basic like okay uh miss you know I can't remember her name like oh show yo's character does this she does this and then it's just the director who is the one that interprets what happens which makes it beautiful but the script itself is just basically direction that's basically what I'm seeing I'm trying to see if there's any correlation between the script and the movie that I that I actually watched which I liked or if they're just if that makes sense just see if there's a correlation yeah and it, it probably messed up pretty tightly since the directors are also the writers it's yeah it's tricky because for all i know unless i can get the actual it's called the shooting script mm-hmm. the script i get may not be the same as what they actually use that's the thing okay unless i have like an insider that can get hooked me up with the with the actual shooting script i'd never really know you know well, Well, if you end up doing that, I definitely like to sit down with you and kind of pick your brain on the process of that and how how you dissect it and what do you learn from it and I think that I, I would just like to know that for myself too. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely let you know. That's hopefully what I can do with my hopefully with my podcast. Right But on. you know, whatever. When we'll get when I hopefully if I get to that thing then that's what I'm going to be able to do. So. Okay. Uh, one thing that we didn't really touch on which I thought was pretty well you mentioned it kind of but we didn't really lean in on it just the different worlds the different multiverse and how realized they were and how as weird as some of them were they all did play into what she needed in her situation from the hot dog finger world to the rock universe to she's a movie star which I thought was so cool and yeah so uh, that was really neat to see because we all know her as that person yes. in a way so it was it was neat to see it was neat to see like all the footage which is actual footage mm-hmm. you know that it was actual footage of her real life and real red carpet show, events and stuff like that yeah was, that's actual really... like real it wasn't like a yeah. fake thing that they created it's actually her, her her real life which it's actually endearing i thought it was endearing because that's the that's like a wink to the audience who know Michelle Yeoh's career yeah so and then she went from a chef to all this other kind of stuff but i thought like i said as quickly as those worlds were nicely done and um, really added to to the movie and it was like i said it was just brilliantly shot the fight scenes were cool it was very stylized did i understand all of them no but i guess i understood the feeling you know of them as you know which played a part and like i said it was a lot that they did it's a lot of things that they played with and um they found a way to nicely kind of put them all together and i thought it was just very neat that with all the stuff that was going on the through line was that relationship and it was the it was everything in a way i definitely want to see it again i definitely would buy it just to kind of it's a movie i think i would share i don't think it's for everybody but it's definitely if you're a person who likes movies and like this multiverse stuff, you know, they already kind of did it with the Spider-Verse and yeah. and then the last Spider-Man movie and then with Doctor Strange and the multiverse stuff. 
this movie is interesting in the sense that um, obviously um, I'm all excited about Doctor Strange coming out, and I I'm not gonna like there there I think it's gonna be apples and oranges between this movie and Doctor Strange. Just, mm-hmm. You can't compare them because they're the stories. But what I will say, like in terms of the multiverse, is what I think this movie will do versus like say Doctor Strange or like Spider Man. Because yeah, those are great. Those will be, and I'm sure Doctor Strange will be a great movie. But those are kind of falling under this almost this umbrella. Not that I mean, it's still fiction at the end of the day. There's none, none, none of this is true, or maybe there is a multiverse. But at the end of the day, this is all fake and made up. But there's something about the comic world, like where, not that it's. I'm not saying it's inaccessible, but it's more like it feels like it's more like of a niche thing. Whereas this movie almost like it opens it up, where I think there's going to be a lot of other films, where it's not about a superhero. It's like literally the idea of a multiverse, but it doesn't have to be the primary focus because that the comic world, it's about the multiverse is going to be like the focus. This one is just it's an accessory, and it I think it's going to open up other independent films where they're going to for sure there's going to be other movies. Outside of like the comic mainstream thing, where they're gonna use the multiverse as as a backdrop to the story. Yeah, because definitely with the Marvel movie and movies like that, it's more of a gimmick kind of thing. Yes, and yes. they have to dilute it in a way where everybody can digest it, along with the other shenanigans that's going on. And so for this, this is almost like a love letter, and they just nicely weaved it in into what they wanted to say versus like, you know, this is just neat and spectacle because this movie could have easily just leaned into that. And, and they yeah. still chose that relationship to be the through line. And this movie and the multiverse, I think obviously I haven't seen, we haven't seen Dr. Strange yet, mm-hmm. but I think the multiverse concept in like the Dr. Strange is the idea that it's a multi, there's multiple universes but they're not necessarily this one is saying that basically like if you remember that DC movie the two universes where the idea where every decision you make creates a new alternate universe i'm thinking that the doctor strange the idea is that there's just a different universe it's not necessarily connected with you know, obviously we'll, we'll know when we see it, but yeah. I get a feeling it's a different take on the multiverse from this one, where this one is saying, it sounds like the Michelle Yeoh's loser character is basically the parent to all the multiverses. Meaning like if, if, if she didn't exist, those other ones would never come to be because they're all reliant on whatever decision or a non-decision she made. Yeah, like I was talking before, it kind of reminded me of like the Sliding Doors movie back in yes, the day. Yes, yes, yes. Your decision to go left or right dictates the the path of something else. And yes. So, uh, but yeah, well, I, I really like that concept. Um, also, that uh, Justice League movie that you're referring to, which I thought was one of their better animated movies that they did, and the concept of it. And I think it's so neat nowadays that we have something that's just a, such a heady concept. Yeah is something that we could play with that we could actually you know watch and be entertained without being lost in it i love that it's a concept now that because even we still even to this day normally kind of lean into the time travel thing you know what i mean and yes. we have different ways of it happening or whatever but we don't really mess with the other stuff so it's interesting all yeah. these different interpretations of well, the multiverses now happen yeah. now 
Well, because what multiverse does that makes it more open than time travel is because with time travel, you're still stuck with the primary storyline, and then, and then you always get into the whole conundrum of like, okay, well, if he went back to kill Hitler, blah blah blah. But with the multiverse, you're basically saying it's a totally different universe. It has nothing to do with time. You're just creating a totally an alternate universe where. You could make a different story, and it's not necessarily connected with, you know, like in time travel where it's you know, Marty McFly, and right. you know, like they, he's got to do this thing in the past or the pre- future, but it's still tied to like you're still like constrained to that one storyline versus like, you know, like a multiverse where you could just have so many stories, and it doesn't necessarily have anything to do with the primary, original um, universe. Yeah, I think that's cool, and I think that. This found a way to almost put both of them together where with the time travel stuff and then the multiverse, they kind of found a marriage because normally they do time travel is so you can have your main character, all the stuff he do matter and make it like a thing that could be a possible problem if he doesn't have a resolve with it. Because really, if you have multiverse, then Jason's bad day is Jason's over there problem. But we're talking about me. And so that whatever happens to that Jason doesn't matter because this yes. one's fine. So yes. they found a way to make it different worlds and multiverse, but yeah. it still be my problem. Yes, yes, that's true. Time travel that's... is set different because of that. Yeah. Time travel, time travels. You are responsible for your destiny and whatever you yeah. make, and it still ties up that person. Yeah, and multiverse. it still ties up to you though. Yes. At the end of the day, yes. and, and and that's a good thing, but it can also be the bad thing because. Because I think for audiences, if they happen, if they happen not to like whatever that story is, then they're stuck yes. with that. Versus, like, if you have a multiverse, you kind of have the luxury of saying, "Hey, I don't necessarily like the Michelle Yo. That's a loser." But hey, that uh, hot dog finger Michelle is kind of an. So it like it opens it up to like you're basically can you're going having multiple. F- flavors of ice cream choices versus just like you're only stuck with vanilla and chocolate or yeah. strawberry like there's only the three you know this way you can like play around and like yeah. and it allows you to like the audience is, is um, open to being able to enjoy different possibilities without yeah. having to worry about it necessarily having to affect the primary or the alf- the original character and that oh they got to solve the problem you know in order to fix everything no it's just now it's a different jason and then whatever jason is like hey it's a it, this might be a cooler jason i like this jason in this alternate even though he you know he has hot dog fingers i actually like this jason or i'm more interested in this jason story than i am in the actual main character jason you know so th- there's that too so yeah, so I, like I said, I think it was pretty cool how they pulled that because even though they're in separate worlds, it affects her because she has to pull from them to solve her problem in the moment. Yes, yes. So she gets to reach in there and take from it without disturbing it necessarily. Even though it's yes. kind of neat because when she did get hit, they all kind of got jolted. Yeah, yeah. So, so like I said, I think they kind of they kind of did the multiverse with a little time travel. Yeah. Like the concepts are kind of mixed in, which I thought was pretty neat. I never really seen it done like that before. Yeah. So I thought that was pretty slick for them to do that yeah. and to have those things and them being in separate trails. But like I said, could pull in to help now and me in my situation so yes, yes. that was slick 
that was different and i think that's what kind of makes this stand out with this kind of multi because using multiverses that's just what it is and like i said it's no stakes in it because it's not the main person that you're dealing with so this yeah. is like you get the best of both worlds yeah and and there's a part of me that because like you were saying i just don't i agree with you i i think that this movie it's not that it's not going to be like it's going to be one of those things i think where it's not going to be popular until it's away from the theaters like people are going to pick up on hbo max or somehow like when the dvd or blu-ray comes out and people will all of a sudden like flock to it like i don't know what i know that there's movies like that where they get popular after the movie but not during the movie i think that's going to be the thing with with this movie because like you said it, it is it's a lot it's a dense and for some people it might be like man this is too much and for me not that i'm any better at perceiving movies but i more because i'm so into the story of the thing that this type of movie like just it's like candy for me because there's so many different storylines and i'm just amazed how they're able to tie it all together that's why i'm like it doesn't phase me and i became more interested in this movie because there's just so many storylines and i'm just i was amazed at how they're able to just tie it all together yeah like I said, I've only seen it once. I know you've seen it a couple of times. And like I said, I think it's great that this movie hit you like that. It hit me like that too. And I can't wait to see it again. And it's been a long time because as much as I like these superhero movies and stuff, I don't really go back to them. I, I, it's been a while since I've seen a movie that made me want to go back and really just see the whole thing. Now, sometimes you want to see moments like an end game. You want to see all the heroes get together and they, you know, Captain America think it's all over and he hears you know the falcon says on your left you know moments like yeah. that you know it's just beautiful but just to want to see a whole movie over again to see what else i could get from it it doesn't happen enough and when i do see them and find them you know i'm on it i love that and um this came at a good time and um i can't wait to see it again and and yeah and i'm glad i got a chance to see it with you often i go to the movies by myself and to see a movie like this with somebody who's into it too, you kind of look over and give the eye or say, hey, this, this, is that. Or to just kind of yeah. walk out of the theater and just kind of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, this was one of those movies where like secretly, I didn't want to admit it to you, but it's I was really hoping you'd like this movie. It's like one of those things where you really like a movie, but mm -hmm. you're worried because like when somebody else sees it, like it, you want them to feel the same like yeah. excitement that you, I mean, if they don't like it, they don't like it. That's, right, right. that's a different thing. But it's one of the things that I was really hoping, man, I hope Jason really likes this. Otherwise, I just look like a crazy person because I <laughs> I watched it. This is my third. I didn't want to even admit that I watched Aww, it before. I wanted to pretend that I, but that's so disingenuous to like pretend, oh, uh, this movie is surprised. No, this is my third time to see it. I had to at least say that I watched it more than once. But yeah, yeah so um, I'm glad that you enjoyed the movie and, it at least helps to validate my own opinion about the movie. But again, like most of the time when I watch movies, I'm, I come at it from the perspective of like the story. And, and I think that's why um, when I watch Eternals, um, I agree with a lot of stuff with the original thing, but I knew from the start that it, because there were so many changes, I went in there, I'm just going to watch it to see if the story is good enough to at least be palatable and for me it was palatable but yes it's not my favorite movie but i didn't hate it as much as whatever the reviews were coming out about it so because for me i just all i care about is story i could care less about 
whatever the hidden agendas or whatever I could care I, as long as the story is a good story and if it yeah. keeps me riveted that's all I care about yeah I'm, I'm kind of saying with some of that because it's kind of like um because easy to get caught up in like you know I hate this I like this or whatever I just like movies and it's kind of like good bad or indifferent I'll just kind of go just because I like the the feeling of being in a theater and sometimes the things that you think you're not going to have a lot has a lot in it or it just hits yeah. you the right way so i always try to be open to different things when it comes to like art and stuff like that because you just don't know how it's going to hit you and sometimes yeah. what's made for one person may not be made for somebody else but i always i love movies enough to just i'll give anything a chance just about i'll try just to see unless it's just something straight up i just just not ready for but for the most part even if i hear it's a bad movie i'll, I'll go check it out why not what's you know what's a couple of hours yeah i'll definitely have to do that with morbius myself <laughs> um but i i mean for this movie one thing i think i will feel i hope it becomes popular after yeah. the after it keeps the theaters but there's a part of me that that hopes people watch this at the theater because it's one of those movies where i think you really have to it's not just watching it on the big screen I think it's one of those movies where you enjoy it because you fall with the audience. Like you become with the audience, the reactions. Because I'll tell you, like like I said, when we watched this movie at the Fairfield mm -hmm. Theater, and you still enjoyed it. But I'll say that the reaction of the audience, I can't say whether they liked it or not liked it, but it was much more subdued than like when I saw it at the Metreon. I will say that when I first saw it at the Metreon, that influenced I, I would have liked the movie anyways but that definitely influenced me a lot that the reaction out they just laughed and you felt like everybody felt like it's those rare moments when you watch a, a good movie with the audience where everybody's synchronized mm -hmm. and everybody in the theater you feel like you're all like sounds corny but you feel like you're all one enjoying the story right in yeah. front of you in those what a two hour whatever the length of a movie is yeah you feel like you're all part of one like happy family because yeah. you're all enjoying the movie at the same time yeah. so that's the joy like when you're saying that's one of the reasons why although most of the time i watch it by myself i won't admit it that i enjoy watching movies because i want to see the audience's reaction too no that's fair i'm guilty of that too and it's definitely different from seeing like say a marvel movie at midnight on a Thursday and everybody just ready to lean in and just like, you know, chew it up. And then you go see it maybe a, in the middle of the week, you know, on Tuesday when it's a cheap night and everybody's kind of like, eh, you know, like there, it's almost the silence is kind of like, you didn't see that? Nobody cheered on this part? Nobody, there's something about having that audience that's kind of like everybody's just hungry for that right there. It's having, yes. like you said, that family with you. It's something that really does add to it. And I think a lot of times you get that more so with maybe something like horror because everybody might jump and be scared of the same thing versus yes, yes. the taste of other things. Like what makes somebody choke up might be different for each person, but somebody kicking through a door with a knife, everybody's going to scream and feel yeah. about the same way for it. Yeah. So it's funny how certain genres are, are set up a certain kind of way to get universal reactions and others is by taste and yeah. demographic and, and what connects it's, to you personally. I think it's more because of the times. I think it's more jaded now because I know that like, for example, I'll use like E.T. the Extraterrestrial as a perfect example. I know that when I saw that, that was a kid, 
there was not like a dry eye in the house. Mm-hmm. And, and if you remember the movie, I know that there's that specific scene that where everybody was just hit with like ninja onions mm-hmm. in the in that thing. And I think nowadays, like there are still movies, obviously, that can do that. And I hate to openly admit that this movie like actually affected me that way. But I might be like alone in that in terms of like I think that this movie is great, but. Um, maybe because it just hit me at the right time in terms of like in, in what's going on with my life. So it's just the perfect, it was the perfect, it's just the timing of it was just perfect. It just seemed to hit at the right time. Um, but as, like I said, but as much as the audiences enjoyed it, like when I saw the Metreon and uh, AMC Bay Street and Emeryville, they were like laughing. But I'm curious if like they, because I actually felt emotional in certain parts like on the opposite spectrum where I, would, I have to admit I was almost like tears in my eyes I don't know if they necessarily felt the same way that's I'm curious like among mothers if they mothers watching it maybe they are it'll hit them in terms of you know whatever their relationship with their kids or their daughters are maybe it hit them too so I don't know I don't have kids so but yeah. for some reason it just hit me that way I don't know why so yeah no it had those moments like i said i felt certain parts that i thought of me being a son in my relationship with my mom and i also thought of it as just being a father in my relationship with my daughter and just being young and lost and being an adult and lost and how that we just kind of go through waves of that and, and the fact that it's in a movie shows that that's universal that you can fall into a lull or a depression and you have these moments and it's just life part of the process of life that we do go through those things because a lot of time things are presented in a certain kind of way that everything's always perfect you always feel your best and that's not real life that's it's not so even though i like fanciful things i also appreciate the thing that speaks truth to to reality as well yes yes yeah Yeah. that's it yeah so did you have any final words no, other than that this was a great movie. I recommend this movie to anyone. And I think particularly, like, and I'm hoping that um, families see this because I think, oddly enough, I think this is actually a family movie. So I definitely recommend this for anyone to watch. And, you know, I enjoyed uh, reviewing it. Yeah, well, it was great having you, man. I, th- I thought this movie was a treat as well. I hope that it finds its audience, be it either in the theater it's not on a, a wide release yet, but I hope people do see it because it's a treat if you see it in the theater. But if you see it after the fact, just I think that, uh, like you said, it's, it's about family and connections and stuff. And I think that and if you like actions, you just want something different. That's just not the same thing. I think that it has a lot to offer, especially if you're a person who just enjoys something different and love movies. I think this would be a, a nice treat. And um, these kind of movies don't come along often enough, I don't feel. No, definitely not. Yeah. All right. So that was my conversation with Joselito. Until next time, peace. Awesome. Hey, it's Jay. If you enjoyed my conversation with Joselito, check out our conversations where we talked about the movie The Norseman. Everything Everywhere All at Once, as well as the latest Dune movie. Thanks for listening. Until next time, peace.